Okay, the next position that I'd like to show is a staple of wrestling. It's called, uh, in various terms, we call it the head and arm position. Um, it's popular in judo jiu-jitsu circles, kazagatami, scarf hold, whatever. We've referred to it as the head and arm position. Uh, this is one of the positions that, in my opinion, is done very incorrectly. or Also, it gives you a lot of opportunities to enter into submissions, both neck manipulations, arm locks, and even some nice high percentage leg locks. The thing is that people are going to have to start recognizing, and the more exposed they become to the various grappling arts, they're going to have to become ready to recognize what holds are high percentage holds, what holds are low percentage, and what holds are just plain show holds. On this tape I'm going to try to uh, stick to complete high percentage moves that work and should be able to be pulled off in just about any scenario. Now, one of the keys to this position is, most important, is his shoulder. Most guys that I see that establish this position, irregardless to how their legs are, they, they tend to trap the arm tight, trap the head, but they leave the guy's shoulder on the ground. Okay? When you do that, you're once again doing what? You're leaving him in basically a very natural position. It, it's not going to be long before he's going to be able to try to establish some kind of escape or counter. The very first rule here is that you want to get his shoulder off the ground. So what I like to do is get it high and get my leg underneath him. If I keep him down here, and I'm going to actually hold him down pretty tight, what I want Bruce to do is one of the common moves that's found in jiu-jitsu, and that is to turn into me, and we're just going to stop it at that point. So if I'm holding you turn into me. Okay. He was pretty much able to get a pretty keep his shoulder off the ground. Now turn in. He's not going anywhere, okay? This makes it very tight. But now let's look how to make this even more important, a stronger position. Look at my butt. My butt's on the ground. Therefore, that means that the majority of my force is not here on him, but here on the ground. So what I want to do is I want to scoot my hips away and up off the ground. So he, again, is carrying all my weight. So what I do there is establish this, and notice how I scoot out. Now to make this even more effective, I'm going to just start lowering my head. The more I lower it, the tighter it is on him. And he's having a very hard time breathing here. This also makes it very, I'm still very mobile here. I'm not flat and moving slowly. When I'm here, I'm up. I'm able to move in all kinds of directions if I want. Okay, so the key point here is I got his shoulder way off the ground, tucked nice and tight, got his head high, and I got my hips, and I'm driving away. Here he's breathing hard. So that's a very key point from the head and arm position. Okay, now I'm going to go back over the head and arm position and again show you not so much variations, but uh, show you subtle points that need to be adhered to to make this one of the most effective hold downs that you can have in your arsenal. You got to bear in mind here that the man that I'm demonstrating on, Bruce Lee, he's wrestled all his life. He's an excellent collegiate freestyle and Greco-Roman wrestler. He also outweighs me, um, which is a very important thing. These hold downs do not, contrary to popular belief, rely on the person doing the holds to be stronger or bigger. 
Okay, it all boils down to technique. In this position, the way that I'm demonstrating it, somebody that would be outweighed by Bruce by as much as 100 pounds or more could be able to hold him down. One of my students who's just a beginner weighs 150 pounds and he was with me for three weeks and he was able to hold down uh, a guy who weighed 260 pounds and had been studying the grappling arts for a couple of years and he stuck them and he stuck them really well by adhering to these principles and every time they noticed that his principles were, were um, slipping from the path he had a problem holding his position but once he got back to the underlying principles he held them and the guy couldn't do anything so now I'm back into this position this is important I need to control this man's arm I don't want to just have it dangling lightly I want to control it as much as I possibly can very important point here what I try to do is I try to get it up underneath my armpit as much as possible and I'm just bringing it to my ribs and at the same time I'm going to turn this way slightly I'm digging this part of my hand up underneath his tricep and into my own belly so I'm making it nice and tight and I'm stretching if you notice here look at his arm it's just not here I'm, I'm stretching it as I'm bringing it under. Now this arm is tight, it's under a lot of tension, okay? It's basically what I'm doing is I'm taking it out of play. Uh, if he's fighting to try to get it free, that's boom, when I would snap it into, a, into possibly a submission hold of some sort, okay? I'm baiting him, I'm switching him, but at this point I'm making life very uncomfortable for him. The next thing that I want to do when I'm here is I want to manipulate the face. Sometimes I'll get this up underneath the elbow and I'll just start twisting his face to a different direction locking it in with my far arm. I'm going to turn this way notice no space here when I have his head it's in there as tight as can be there's absolutely no gap whatsoever okay nice and tight he's being pulled this way and up and I'm driving my energy via my hips straight through here so in essence I'm almost folding him in half the crushing pressure is centered right here by a xiphoid process I'm driving my ribs into the into his floating rib area turn this way the other way I'm driving it here and here and I'm making sure again that we're getting that intersection of force. The rib is being driven this way, all the other energy is here. Where it intersects, it's going to double to quadruple the amount of force. One final point. When I have this hold down and I'm driving them hard, is my head. Okay? In an NHB situation or street fight, right now one of his weapons is his free arm. He might try to gouge my eyes. He might try to strike me in the head. Go ahead. Okay. That's what I have to watch out for. That's the one tool that he has at this point. I also have to watch out that I don't get into a position too much where he's going to bite me. So I like to make sure that my shoulder is up underneath his chin. Now, I'm going to turn this way. Do you see when my shoulder's up underneath his chin and I'm holding him tight? This is very, very uncomfortable for this guy. It's not going to be long before I can put him to sleep, okay? Watch out for his arm. 
Keep your head low. You should be able to hold them as long as you want to set up the hook. And that's the basic details of the head and arm position. Okay, in a perfect world, each and every individual hold down would be sufficient. But wrestling and fighting is not a static art, it's constantly moving. It's him against you, it's a chess game. If he's a little bit quicker, he may start to slightly increase.